Okay, welcome to our new episode, and today it's with Miss Winston. So, do you want to just tell me your name, pronouns, what your role is at Newton North, and anything else you feel comfortable sharing about how you identify? Uh, I'm Amy Winston. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, um, and I'm the vice principal at Newton North. I've been here since 1999, but I've been the vice principal since 2015. Ooh, if I may ask, what was your role here before you were vice principal? So I came to North as a physics teacher. I taught uh, freshman physics and upperclassmen physics. And then I was the science department head oh, from wow. 2005 to 2015. So 10 years upstairs. And then I moved down here in 2015. Very interesting. Is there a reason why you chose to be vice principal instead of <laughs> continuing to teach science? science? That's a good question. Um, I love science, and I became a teacher because I love science. I was a physics major because I loved physics, and I really, really, really wanted to teach physics. Um, I had an amazing high school physics teacher, and I know most people growing up didn't, and I wanted to kind of change that and, and really be able to provide a great physics education. So I loved my time as a physics teacher, and I loved my time as science department head. Ten years is a long time to do that job, um, and I felt like I was ready for something new. Um, I also love this school very, very much. Um, and so at the time, in 2015, both our principal and vice principal left at the same time. Oh, wow. uh, Dr. Price, um, who had been our principal for more than ten years, um, went to be a superintendent, and uh, Dr. Connolly, who was our vice principal um, went for to Weston. She was an assistant superintendent for a bit. Now she's the superintendent there. And so we needed a new principal and a new vice principal all at the same time. <laughs> um, and Mr. Aronson, who had been a dean here for a long time while I was a department head, um, Dr. Fleischman asked him if he would be the interim principal. And then Mr. Aronson asked me if I'd be the interim vice principal so that he and I could kind of help transition the school to a new phase um, and then I was lucky enough to help hire Dr. Turner and I felt like I really wanted to do the work that I do um, along Dr. aside Dr. Turner because we make a really good partnership. Fair enough. What is your I'd say favorite part of your job right now? <laughs> I know a lot of on our end, a lot of all we see is just your emails to us every right. week, but I'm just kind of wondering, you know, like outside of that, like what do you do and like what's your favorite part mm -hmm. about doing all of that? No, that's a good question. So um, I really enjoy instructional leadership and thinking about how we shift practices in the classroom. And that's one of the things when we hired Dr. Turner that I was most excited about because that was the work that he wanted to do as well here at North. So I would say that's probably my favorite part of the job is that Dr. Turner and I spend a lot of time thinking about how do we support teachers and how do we help teachers continue to evolve their practice in the classroom. And right now that means um, supporting a whole slew of teachers who are experimenting with different grading practices. Um, there are some teachers that are focused on um, you know, uh, retakes and um, how students use feedback to rewrite essays. There's a bunch of teachers who are working on what's called standards-based grading, different kinds of rubrics. So supporting teachers who are experimenting in their classroom with a focus on how do we integrate more um, equitable practices around both instruction and grading. 
Um, the work that we're doing around multi-level is really exciting to me. Um, we in science actually experimented with multi-level way back in the old building when I was science department head. We started kind of touching on that opportunity and so it's exciting to see some of the ways that it's growing here and there's obviously a lot of work to do to make it better. Um, but I think there's some pretty amazing work going on and the work that our teachers are doing to shift their practices in the classroom, both in response to the pandemic and where students are, and also kind of thinking about how do we make this place an even more equitable place for all students. Wow, yeah, that's really cool. It's kind of weird to think that, you know, back in the old building, like, I went to preschool there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I live right across the street, and mm-hmm. I would just, like, walk across the street and go to plowshares, and yep. so many of my teachers, and I guess including you, yeah. were all teachers at that time, which is, like, really crazy mm-hmm. to me, because I was, like, we little yeah, toddler, my, basically. Yeah, my daughter is in seventh grade, and she started at Plowshares here when she was 18 months old. Oh, wow. So she was here for four years, um, and to think that she'll be here in another year is, like, crazy. Yeah, it's Completely so crazy. weird. Like, I like don't even remember that part of my life, but, right. like, thinking that my teachers might have even, like, seen me back mm-hmm. then is crazy. Um. You just mentioned the pandemic. Mm -hmm. What would you say was, I guess, the biggest impact of the pandemic on your life, like, personally? Um, That's a good question. I mean, it dramatically shifted my job responsibilities, for sure. Um, And so, you know, I had no idea, being in this job, that I would become a COVID expert (laughs) or coordinate testing or contact tracing, right, all those pieces. Um, So it dramatically shifted my job, for sure. Um, I think for me, it made me much more appreciate um, that I now live in Newton and have a short commute and have a comfortable house for my family because being at home for those first few months, like you realized how important that was and things you take for granted. Um, I also think for me, it made me appreciate the like team of educators here we have. I've always obviously loved this place, but Um, folks really came together in creative ways throughout the pandemic um, to the point where things that we were able to accomplish I could have never imagined. Do you have any, I'd say, advice for people with dealing with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. like currently and in the past? Like, is there anything that you've done in particular that's helped you along this difficult time? And I don't know, do you have anything that you would recommend doing? I mean, I think for me, it, a lot of it has been balancing risk with reward um, and being able to kind of know your family situation in terms of health and thinking about, you know, what can you can continue to do that's going to bring you joy um, because it's hard. We can't do so many of the things that we used to do. And, you know, my husband and I were just talking about, like, we haven't gone out to a restaurant really since early fall. Um, we get a lot of takeout, but it's not quite the same thing as going out yeah, to dinner, right? Sure. Um, but we're in, at a place where we don't think that's really that risk is really worth the reward right now. Um, on the flip side, my daughter's a figure skater, and so we go to the ice rink four times a week, and I spend a significant amount of time with the other families um, of the other skaters on her team, and that's like a really important part of our life, and that for me throughout the pandemic has been a lifeline to have a group of people that you see regularly that you can talk to outside of work um, and seeing my daughter be able to still be joyful and enjoy something um, despite all the challenges. 
Yeah, for sure. I think finding community outside the school mm-hmm. and in the school is really, really right. So, like, I would imagine, like, dance team, right? Yeah. Like, those senses of community are so important right now. I agree. Um, I guess I'm going to ask you a couple more questions. Yeah. Maybe about your life outside of school, because sure. I feel like that's something we typically never really hear about. Yeah. Um, I don't know. First off, I guess, like, what are you passionate about? Like, not in an almost academic sense. <laughs> That's a really good question. I I spend so much time at work and at school that it's hard to have a whole lot of passions outside. Um, I would say that one of the other things that has really gotten me through the pandemic and that I would say is kind of a passion is my close friends. Um, I went to Wellesley and I have, um, there are eight of us, seven, so seven good friends of mine who met our first day at Wellesley and it's now going to be our 25th um uh, reunion this June. That's so cool. And we are in touch with each other just about every day. Um, and so I think friendship is a really important piece. Um, I have very good friends here. Um, so Mr. Hamill's daughter and my daughter are best friends. So our families spend a lot of time together. Um, so like we're going for February vacation next in a week. Um, and so like spending time with good friends is a really important thing to me. Um, Exercise is also really important. People, as if you were to say, like, what would you not guess about Miss Winston? Um, I do CrossFit four times a week. Oh, wow. That's so, really like, cool. I love to lift heavy weights. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think partly CrossFit is unusual in that um, you can measure these little tiny increases in what you can do. And I really appreciate data and seeing progress. <laughs> That's, like, part of my, like, academic life. But... It's uh, it's exciting to say, okay, like last week I lifted 88 pounds and this week I lifted 93 pounds. Um, so I know sometimes students wonder why I send emails at 4.30 in the morning. That's because I get up at 4.30. Um, I go to bed really early, um, but I get up at 4.30 so I can be at the gym at 5.30. Wow. So that I can work out before that I come to school. really early. <laughs> it is very early. Sometimes, sometimes I get your emails while I'm going to sleep in the <laughs> yeah. morning and you're just waking up to yep. go work out that's actually very funny yeah so I think you know exercise is definitely something important for our mental health and our ability to get through the pandemic and also a sense of community I mean there are I have a group of probably eight um to ten people who are at the gym just about every morning at five thirty. um we're kind of an unusual <laughs> crew right to be up that early but they're also a, a community that I really enjoy spending time with. Um, and throughout the pandemic, we've gotten to know each other even more. Um, but that's an important piece for me that like getting up and exercising really helps me get going on my day. Yeah, I feel like there's only really a select type of person who's going to be <laughs> up that early at the gym. So yeah. at that point, you've got to, you know, get close with them. Right. Um, I don't know, in terms of, like, working out and that type mm-hmm. of thing, did you ever do sports in high school or college or any of that? Yeah, so I played um, soccer in high school. Um, I grew up originally in Rhode Island and then Pennsylvania. And when I was in ninth grade, um, my high school started a girls' soccer team for the first time. Um, so, you know, girls' sports really just started to take off in the 90s. There wasn't a lot for youth leagues or anything like that. So our high school varsity soccer team was all freshmen, because, and most of whom had like really never played soccer <laughs> or had played very little like recreational soccer. 
Um, and so I played soccer in high school. I also grew up dancing ballet, and I did the high school musicals. Um, so I kept very busy in high school. And then in college, um, I was not good enough to play college sports. <laughs> But uh, Wellesley has a lot of club sports, and so I played um, club ice hockey. Oh, that's really um, cool. Which was really fun. Uh, we played in a league. So Wellesley and MIT have a partnership, and mm-hmm. so we played in a league at MIT. MIT has the lar- largest intramural sports program in the country of any college or university. And so we played in their intramural ice hockey team, ice hockey league. So that was a really fun thing. I had never played hockey before college. I had skated um, but it was fun to learn something new. Yeah, for sure. This might be, like, kind of a weird question, yeah. but you were mentioning your close friends. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you typically do with your friends <laughs> when you guys are, like, talking or hanging out or yeah. anything? Well, that's a good question. Um, so my college friends are scattered all over the country. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend is in California and uh, kind of up and down the east and west coast and uh, in Texas. I, we have one friend who's in Texas. I have one friend who's now the undersecretary. She's an undersecretary in the State Department. So she's in D.C. Wow. Um, so we're kind of all over the place. So we try to get together and have like a girls weekend every 18 months or so. And we're really lucky that our husbands are all willing to <laughs> stay at home with our kids so that we can have a, a weekend away. Um. And with other, our, like with our family friends, our friend, friend, friends here that are families, you know, um, we often will do movie nights, um, especially during the pandemic. One of our best pandemic purchases was an outdoor movie screen and projector oh, wow. and yeah, a fire great. pit. And so throughout the pandemic, even when there's snow on the ground, we've done movie nights outside um, to do that. We enjoy cross-country skiing we did a lot of that last winter with friends so like Juliet and I would go with her best friend Nora and Mr. Hamill's wife Sarah um we would all go cross-country skiing over at um the Western Ski Track which Ooh, was really fun. yeah that's really fun um I guess moving to something slightly different yeah. this is just kind of a random question but what type of music are you into like are there any <laughs> artists you like or like specific mu- music genres that you like listening to so I am not, like, a super, like, movie buff, music buff. Like, I'm not good with names. And so, like, I don't, I, like, know what kind of music I listen to. I know what kind of movies I listen to. But if you ask me, like, who acted in a certain thing or who sings a certain thing, I have no idea. Fair enough. Um, but um, my husband and I both really enjoy Sarah McLaughlin. Um, and then I've been to see the Indigo Girls quite a few times. Um Last the last time was right before the pandemic started. Miss um, Kuhn, um and I went to Providence, took the train down to Providence to see them with an orchestra, which was really Ooh. cool. Um, I'm taking my daughter to see Lord in April. Oh my god, I wanted to go to that concert <laughs> so badly because it's like also right after my birthday. But then by the time I went to go get tickets, they were all like really really expensive. They're very very expensive, or they were sold out, and I was like, damn. Yeah, so that is that was one of our that was like our big Christmas present to ourselves. Um, she's oh. never been to a concert, and Lord is gonna definitely be really good. Yeah, it'll be really fun. She really likes the soundtrack from the second Hunger Games movie. That's how she got introduced to her. So, um, but I think it'll be it'll be a good like first concert because we're going to the Wang, and so oh, it's not sure. like yeah you know, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, 
if Taylor Swift goes on tour this year, I told her I would take her. Oh my but God, I have a feeling yeah. we'll be like up you know, <laughs> in the nosebleeds of Gillette. But um, so, you know, that's nowadays I listen to mostly whatever she puts on the radio. <laughs> Some good taste right there, I gotta <laughs> say. Um, let me see. This is also just kind of a shift to a different thing. Mm-hmm. This is like way back. I don't know if you have too many mm-hmm. memories from this point in your life, but are there any impactful moments from your childhood that have like shaped you or anything? Mm-hmm. And why do you remember them if you can think of anything? So I don't know that I can think about moments, but um, I had two high school teachers who I really credit to like who I've become as an educator. Um, my high school teacher who was the student council advisor slash he became my he was my AP calculus teacher and then my physics teacher and student council was a huge part of my experience in high school our student council did a million and one events every year so we did everything from organizing like spirit weeks to organizing dances to like the winter formal the spring formal a lot of fundraising for charity um just every kind of like school event being in a pretty traditional um, farming community in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of focus on like school spirit kinds of things. So he was my student council advisor and then for for all four years of high school and then uh, was my BC calculus teacher and he was the most amazing teacher I've ever had. Um, He's still, he's retired now, but he's still, like consults for the college board and helps teachers be better high school AP teachers. And he was probably the first teacher who I had who really understood like a student-centered classroom and didn't lecture, didn't try to like stand at the board, give us worksheets, whatever. That's so nice. (laughs) Um, And then my high school physics teacher, my high school, we took biology in ninth grade and then physics in 10th grade. Um, and so I took physics in 10th grade and then came back around as a senior to take AP physics. And he's what really made physics exciting to me and made me want to be a physics teacher and want to go to college for physics, which, you know, you go to college and you tell people you're a physics major and they make funny faces at you. (laughs) They really don't, people don't understand. Um, but he made learning so exciting and so fun and so applicable every day so the two of them are really what inspired me to want to be an educator and to want to really focus on STEM. Um, I also really wanted to focus on girls in STEM because my experience in high school, despite having these two amazing teachers, were that the boys in the classroom looked down on me because I was a girl who was excelling in calculus and physics. And so it's part of the reason why I went to women's college. Um, but it was a huge part of the reason why I wanted to be a physics teacher We are so lucky here that more than half of our physics teachers are women, and they are amazing. Like, we have a fabulous physics team. Most schools don't have that. Um, And if I were to think about the work that I did as a science department head, that is so much of the work that I'm most proud of, is continuing to build and support that physics team. Because we have a team of true physicists, um, over half of whom are women. And you can't find another high school that has that um, as an experience that every single freshman gets to see. For sure, yeah. I feel like when I was a freshman, I was like, wow, like this is really cool that I had a female physics mm-hmm. teacher. And 
I mean, I don't take physics right now, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends do, and mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that we have so many women as mm-hmm. our physics teachers. Yeah. Um, this is more turning back to the present, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, how do you think people perceive you, students and <laughs> teachers? Because I know, like, we definitely only really get to see, like, one aspect of you in terms mm-hmm. of... I don't know, your communication with mm-hmm. us and not many of us actually get to have a conversation mm-hmm. with you. But I, I'm just wondering, like, how do you think, like, the students and, like, other teachers perceive you? Um, so I know that many students either, per- they say, I know they don't really believe this, <laughs> but they say they don't think I'm real. Um, I had a very funny exchange. Miss um, Cronin is also my neighbor, and she was telling me that her students were telling her, that they, the girls in her class in particular thought that I was more than one person because one person couldn't possibly do what I was doing, which I thought was really sweet. So I went to her class to, like, say <laughs> hi to them. Um, and one of the girls asked for my autograph, which was really cute. <laughs> um, so I, I find that kids, I think, appreciate the amount of work I do to try and support you all. Um, but I think often, like you said, they don't think I'm like a human in terms of (laughs) having other parts of my life or doing other things. And I think part of that has mostly seemed for the students who are here, the majority of you have only known me through the pandemic. Um, and so, you know, um, before the pandemic, we'd have a faculty talent show and Mr. Turner and I participated in the faculty talent show, or we used to do a faculty student joint um, play or musical. And I always participated in that. So I think students probably used to see me more out and about, um, but the pandemic definitely has changed perceptions of my job and what I do. And I think most students probably don't realize how much time I spend thinking about teaching and learning (laughs) kind of where we started. Fair enough. Um, but that is a big part of my job. It's just part of the job that students may not see. Um, staff, I think, have a better idea of how much work I do on teaching and learning. I also send them a weekly update, just like I send all of you. <laughs> yeah. So they also know, like, the logistical side of my job. I'm lucky that I've been here for so long. So being having been here for, this is my 23rd year, there are a lot of faculty who have known me for a long time and so know me both as a person and as somebody in this job. And I think that really helps a lot as a leader to have personal relationships with people and for them to understand how hard you're working to do the best you can and that sometimes you make mistakes and things don't go smoothly. Um, but overall, I think people in the building respect the work that I do for this place. Um, I know sometimes my style is very direct, um, and some faculty would prefer that it would be softer, um, but it's hard in a school this size and a job this size to always kind of balance those needs. Sometimes I do things maybe a little faster and more directly (laughs) than is like necessarily the best, most supportive avenue. Um, but it's because of the large volume of tasks and communications that I have to deal with. Yeah, of course. Is there anything you would maybe want to change about the way people perceive you? Or, like, are you happy with the way it is? <laughs> I mean, I definitely wish more students knew who I was. Um, it is funny to me sometimes. I forget where I was. Oh, I was in a classroom. I was in a senior physics class, not last week, but the week before. And I was talking to some students And sometimes I'll be talking to students, and it's funny, you can see their eyes, like, go to my ID to try and figure out who I am. (laughs) 
Um, and then I realized that, like, students in the building don't necessarily know who I am walking around, even though, like, I do get out and about a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I wish students knew who I was. <laughs> <laughs> and in some ways, it's funny, at the start of the pandemic, you, Mr. Turner, and I hosted, um, some, like, Google Meets and Zooms for students, and so I think those students actually knew, like, saw me more. Um, yeah. and then... <laughs> But since we've been in the building, you add a mask, and I do spend a fair amount of time in the main office, um, students don't necessarily know who I am. So that's, I think for me, that has been a loss of the pandemic, is that I yeah. feel like I haven't gotten to know students as well. Um, but then I look for opportunities. So like we just started, Miss Leung and I started working on planning um, some celebrations for Women's History Month in March, and so I'm looking forward to working with some students on that kind of project. So when I can find little small opportunities like today to get to yeah. know students and meet students. Um, that's a positive to me. Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like definitely has been harder, especially like making it harder to recognize people with mm-hmm. masks on mm-hmm. because I feel like I, I don't know why, but I never really knew what you looked like before <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. But then when I figured out what you looked like, I kept seeing you in the hallway a lot more, but mm-hmm. I think it was just that I had no idea what you looked like, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's definitely a downside of the pandemic is like, it's really, really hard to recognize people, especially mm-hmm. if it's like a new face. Yeah. Teachers have told me it's funny with students, you know, this year that there's all these students like last year, they saw their students on zoom for the whole first half mm-hmm. of the year. This year they have never seen their students without their masks on. Yeah, and so sometimes they'll true. see a student like do this. And they're like, oh, that's not what I imagined they look like, right? Yeah. Because um, you just, you see this piece of someone's face and you kind of fill in the rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you've never seen someone. Yeah, I know for, like, some of my teachers, like, they've taken their mask off to take a drink mm-hmm. of water. And I've been like, oh, my God, that's what the bottom of their <laughs> face looks like. Because, yep. like, last year, we, we weren't really surprised, I would say. Because yeah. by the time we went in, some of my teachers didn't recognize me mm-hmm. when we came in because we were all wearing masks. masks and I yep. was like, okay, fair enough. But this year, it's just, like, I've been imagining people's faces. And then when they're not what I imagine, I'm like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it also happened with me at, I think, work, mm-hmm. where we all like, wore masks the all, like the whole time, and then over the summer, like, I saw more of their mm-hmm. faces, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know that's what you looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess moving on more to, like, you were talking about just, like, the sheer amount of work you do, mm-hmm. and, like, because you do so much work, like, how do you keep a work-life balance, and also how are you so productive all the time? <laughs> like, I, I certainly would not be able to do, like, this many emails or, like, administrative mm-hmm. tasks and, like, not burn out or anything. Mm-hmm. I think you have to know your limits and you have to know how to prioritize. Um, I do a lot of multitasking. So, for example, <laughs> my daughter skates on Wednesday nights and so I'm at the rink for a couple hours. Um, I can watch her skate and sit in the bleachers and do some email and feel like, okay, I'm getting a little bit of work done that needs to get done. Um, it has definitely been harder during the pandemic. I mean, the job has just gotten so much bigger to add the pandemic tasks on top of the regular tasks. Um, I'm lucky, really lucky to have a great partner in my husband. And so we do a lot of balancing and sharing of responsibilities. It's a little easier now that my daughter's in middle school, for sure. Um, she's much more independent. She walks to and from school every day. So that helps a lot. Um, I feel like when I was driving her all over the place, that definitely added (laughs) another layer of stress. 
Um, and, you know, making choices about what is going to make me feel better. If, I, if it's going to make me feel better to get a few tasks done and then turn off, then I do that. If I feel like they're things that can wait, then I can put them aside. Um, I do feel a responsibility to get back to people as quickly as I can. Um, so, and people I think have come to count on that in general. So I try to be responsive to emails as quickly as I can, but it is hard. It's hard to have a work-life balance. I think what's different in this job compared to the department head job is that a lot of the tasks are not emotional, if that makes sense. So there's not as much emotional wear and tear, um, on me in that a lot of the tasks are tasks And they take thinking power, but it's logistical thinking power. Um, As a department head, you are constantly trying to think about how to best support the teachers in your department, um, which can be really emotionally exhausting. um, For sure. For just the highs and the lows of supporting teachers, whether they have like a family emergency going on or they're trying something new in the classroom and they're struggling and you're trying to help them or they have a particularly difficult class. Um, and so for me, making the shift from department head to vice principal kind of helped shift the kind of energy that I was using so that I have more emotional energy available for my family, even if the logistical work takes more time. Has there ever been like a moment where you're like, oh my God, this like sheer amount of work is too much. And like, what would you do in that type of scenario? So it happens. So one example is the week before vacate but we December vacation uh-huh. when we were still contact tracing and we went to like 10 cases a day oh, um yeah. and I just I couldn't do it like I couldn't physically trace 10 cases in a day and yet you know the demand from a demand but the expectations from the health department and the district were that I could do it um so like there are definitely places where you get to a point and like it's just not physically possible Um, there have been times where, like, I start to get overwhelmed with, like, things that have to get done. Um, but I'm also really lucky to have a really supportive team. I think, you know, going back to the fact that Mr. Turner and I work really well together, and that makes a huge difference. So if I say to him, you know what, I need to work at home today because I just need to, like, pound through these tasks, he doesn't question me because he knows that I'm doing what I need to do. Um, and we both think it's important to have work-life balance and figure out how to get things done. So I think we're really lucky that we kind of counterbalance each other well and work together really well. I also have an amazing team of administrative assistants, um, that make it doable to do the job so many times. And so if there are things where I'm just like, you know, I can't do something and I can just ask them to do it um or miss haynes who used to be you know the science department head up until last this year and now she's our data analyst and scheduler um so like being able to rely on the people around you when you start to get overwhelmed is also really important yeah definitely okay this i think will be my last question for you (laughs) but is there anything you would want to change about your job or anything you're looking forward to doing like for the rest of this year or in like upcoming years that's like maybe a bigger goal you have mm-hmm. for the school or just within your job? So I definitely would love to spend more time in classrooms um, and working more directly with teachers. 
um, that would be my dream to be able to spend more time. So like two weeks ago, I spent a couple days in some classrooms and it was just so reinvigorating to see what our teachers are doing. Um, so I really would love to be able to do that. And I hope as the pandemic starts to go in the keep continuing the positive that that will take place. Um, there are pieces of the job that I wish were feasible to not really be my job, but I also don't know whose job they are. So, you know, parking, traffic around the building, Tiger Drive. Um, it's unfortunate that those things get like, end up taking time that I could spend thinking about teaching and learning. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who could take those on either. Um, so that's like one of the challenges or, you know, the, just the general facilities kinds of questions and issues around the building, heat, windows, broken doors, <laughs> all those pieces, they all fall under this job as well. Um, wow. and so trying that's to find that balance of making sure that I can find the time to get into classrooms and to think about teaching and learning and, and work with teachers more directly. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, thank you so much. This was such an interesting conversation. You're welcome. And yeah. Okay.